got some things on the heart. Uh, this morning, probably going to start reading. Uh, it's probably over here in Second Kings, I think. Uh, don't really know how to how to start into the end of this. Just just have the Lord uh, and laid some things on our heart as we do. Trying to meditate on on some of this, and I know these are uh, very familiar things that we read here. Uh, and going to read probably in, I may read some in the sixth chapter of Second Kings, and some in the seventh. I don't I don't I don't really know. Uh, like I say, how to get started into it. I just know what the Lord laid on my heart. Uh, and uh, but probably probably start reading maybe. In the, in the sixth chapter, uh, about the twenty fourth verse, it says, "And it came to pass after this that Ben Hadad, king of Syria, gathered all his hosts and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria, and behold, they besieged it until the ass's head was sold for fourscore pieces of silver, and the fourth part." of a cob of dove's dung was five pieces of silver. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the wall, there, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help my lord, O king. And he said, If the lord do not help thee, whence shall I help thee? Out of the barn floor or out of the wine press? And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son, and we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son, and did eat him. And I said unto her, On the next day, Give thy son, that we may eat him. And she hath hid her son. And it came to pass, when the king heard the words of the woman, that he rent his clothes, and he passed upon, passed by upon the wall, and the people looked, and behold, he had sackcloth with, within upon his flesh. Then he said, God do so, and more also, to me, if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand up on him this day. But Elisha sat in his house, and the elders sat with him, and the king sent a man from before him. But ere the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, See ye how this son of a murderer hath sent to to take away mine head. Look, when the messenger cometh, shut the door, and hold him fast at the door." Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger, the messenger came down unto him, and he said, Behold, this evil is on the Lord, is of the Lord. What, what should I wait for the Lord any longer? And just go on into the seventh chapter there. He says, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow shall, tomorrow about this time 
shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the in the gate of Samaria then the lord then a lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of god and said behold if the lord would make windows in in heaven might this thing be but he said behold thou shalt see it with thine eyes but shalt not eat thereof and and there were four lepers leprous men at the entering of the gate entering in of the gate and they said one to another why sit we here until we die and and I'm going to stop right there for just just a minute uh, I know that's a bunch of reading already but 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 got to thinking on these things a little bit and 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 how that how that the some things had come around upon Samaria right there and 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 I want us to really and and, and pray this morning to the Lord to help us get this out the way the way that He brought it to us. Uh, but I thought how that they had had got themselves in a position there, uh, and their their enemy had come upon them. And, and and I know I've preached from this scripture before. They were besieged, and they in other words they were surrounded. They were they were cut off from anything uh, that could get into them, or that they could go out from where they were at. Uh, it seemed like that they were just in prison where they was there, Glenn. And, 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 and you look at that, and the Bible said there was a famine upon the land in that day. This was the time there wasn't, there wasn't anything to eat. There was a time when people were struggling, when they were going through hardships, through, through trials, and some of the greatest afflictions uh, that could possibly come upon a man. And, and you get to looking at that, and, and we read some of the most gruesome things that you've ever heard of in your life right here in this Scripture. You, you read about a, 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 two women that made an agreement to eat their own children. That's how hungry these people were getting. They had no thought of anything, uh, any moral standing, any kind of uh, 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 thing in their life. I mean, they were willing to eat their own children, Tommy. Boil that child and eat it. Now we can't even hardly even fathom that in our mind to even see where that could even become a possibility of something that you'd ever do. But see, when people get themselves so far gone in this life, they will do things that they would never have thought they would have ever done. And 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 and, and, and I can say I don't take my time, Mike. It's just it comes around to that, Lisa, where the, 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 the lady what I hit me there in some of that. The one lady that they had ate her child the day before, the other lady was, was mad, not because that the child was gone or that the child had been eaten. She was only angry that the other lady had hit her son, had hit her child, and wasn't able to eat it. That's just, like I say, gruesome, ain't it? It's awful to think that people could get to a place in their life for that. But I want you to understand and I, I want you to see, I was asking the, 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 the teenagers this morning in the class to look at something naturally and then look at it spiritually. As we were, as we were teaching them there about Noah. I, I wanted them to look at it naturally and then I want you to look at it spiritually. Because this is a book that is spiritually discerned. This Old Testament, I thought this week how it was given to us for an example of things. And I want you to you think on that naturally and your mind just goes to, oh gosh, I can't even imagine. Think about it spiritually. 
And I want you to look at the world we're in today. And I want you to realize that the enemy has got this world besieged. We're going through one of the greatest famines we've ever witnessed in our life. We're watching people do things that is just so gruesome and so horrible to even uh, try to comprehend in our minds. Who can believe that people are doing some of the things and, and, and perverting the way that they are some of the things that's going on in this world? And the terrorists that was there in that day. And, 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 and I just, that's, that's where I want you to do. I want you to kind of get that visual in your mind of just what a terrible day they were living in over there. And realize that the ruler in that day walked upon the wall and saw these things. And it even, it even uh, brought a terribleness upon his life with what he witnessed. But the first thing he wanted to do is to blame the man of God. The first thing he wanted to do was destroy Elijah. Elijah. He wanted to tear him down. He wanted to have his head. So he sent a messenger down that man's way. And there it is. What does this world want to do today in the most terrible time we're living in? It's wanting to destroy the church. People are wanting to do away with the gospel. Wanting to do away with the men of God, with the with the, with the church in general, and blame the people of God for the terrible state that we're in today. But as I got to thinking on, on this right here, we we'll get we we'll get around to it here in a minute. As awful of a time as this was, as in four lepers men standing after our dead gate. They were in a place to, to really to, to think about it, where they had been brought to. They were outcasts because of the of the of the uh, uh, affliction that was upon their flesh, and they were they were they were actually sitting in a place that a whole lot of people hadn't come to. They were sitting under the gate early. They were kind of they were kind of in. They were kind of out. I guess you'd say. And this got them to a place where they got to doing some thinking. They got to looking inside the city and they got to seeing what was there and they got to realizing, are we just going to go back here and die and starve to death? Or are we going to go out here and succumb to the enemy and die? And they posed the question in their life right there. And he says, said, and there were four leprous men at the entering end of the, of the gate. And they said one to the other, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And, and they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when, and when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. I got to thinking about this. These men come to a place in their life that is like, what's the use? We're either going to die here or we're going to die out there. And they sat there and as they got to pondering this, they said, we're going to have to think. They knew what was going on in the city, man. 
They knew they were dead there, and the only thing that was on the outside of there is something they had heard that had been scared. And they didn't know whether to go forward or to go backwards or just to stay where they were at, and they finally decided, we're just going to go forward. And in the twilight, they decided to face their fears of that that was in the unknown out ahead of them. Well, they heard that old enemy was bad. They heard that old enemy was terrible on the outside of the earth. <laughs> but yet they had, to, they had to come to a place to decide, are we going to just go out and face that enemy or not? Are we just going to sit here and die? Or are we going to go out and we're going to just see what's there? Because either way, we're going to die. And in the twilight, that's what got me. I got to thinking about that in the twilight. Listen to this. Listen to what the definition of twilight is. The faint light which is reflected after sunset and before sunrise. There has to come a time in your life when you realize that the sun's going down. You're in between the sun down and the sunrise. And that's called the twilight. Just a little bit. There's some hope. Just a little glimmer. In that twilight, they went out. They said, where we wanted a lot of people to get, where they can see a twilight. If they just a little glimmer of hope, outside of where you're at, you'll just go for it. You'll take that little bit of light and follow it. They stuck them out of heaven. You'll just keep a burn with you. Might be a little different, but just listen. <laughs> These men, Mike went out, they, they headed out, and they were scared to death about what they was going to face. They knew this was an enemy out there. They knew this was somebody that had been out to destroy Israel. Open hey dad to the Syrians, they come after them, and they come after them many times they let the fight this. But this time here, them lepers are just they loaded up and said, we're just going to go out and face them. Just going to go out against them. And when they went out, they found nothing. There was no enemy there. There was nothing to have to be fought. There was nothing. And then you know what they done? They found all these riches. It was just a laying there. All the spoils of the enemy that they were just able to go out. There was food in abundance. There was, they was they were, uh, great riches and all these things. And, and, and that's where this morning I asked him young back in the, in the Sunday school this morning. I said, I said, who all of us in here saved? Every one of them. Every one of them. I'm saved. I'm saved. There's all acknowledging that they were saved. I said, now remember back to when you got saved. You remember how filthy and nasty you was? You remember how you felt when the Lord come by and went to convicting you and showing you your nakedness and showing you what you really was? And you remember when you went down to that altar or when you confessed Jesus Christ? Do you remember that cleanse and how that felt? How you got brought back to a, a newness of life that you never knew? Can't you just imagine them old lepers they realized unclean, unclean. You know how many times they had to come out of their mouth in the daytime when they passed by somebody? How everybody looked down on them, how everybody thought so much less of them than they did everybody else. But yet they come to a place where they went out and they was willing to face an enemy that they didn't even know what was getting ready to happen. And here they was getting to enjoy the riches and the spoils. 
eating like they had never eaten their life. And they was taking some animals. They said they was taking the treasures and the silver and the stuff. And they was going out to Jay and they was burying it. They was hiding it. They was getting a hold of stuff they had never handled before. Boy, you remember when you got saved? You remember when you stood there in that gate so long and all the time you knew just how unclean you was? You knew how filthy you was. You looked at yourself every day. You smelt yourself every day. You knew exactly where you was at. You knew what you was. But yet they come a time you said, I'm not just going to sit right here and die. But I'm going to go out and I'm going to face that old enemy. That is the coming at me that's had me besieged, that's had me surrounded, that's had me held down here so long, I'm finally going to go out and face it. And you got a whole reach like you had never imagined. Remember when you got saved? Remember that getting to handle things you never thought you'd ever get to handle? Oh, eating like you had never eaten in your life. The goodness of God, the greatness of His presence, and of the, the, the true bread that you've got to be a partaker of. And then you remember this. You remember how, how, how you just store that stuff up and you like just grabbed it in my hand full. If you'll take it spiritually. Do you know what this fellow started saying? Wait a minute, we're doing something wrong here. We're trying to take all this for himself. He said, let's go back and tell the king. Let's go back and tell Israel. Then when he got saved, he was just enjoying it. He was taking it in, taking it in. And he had hit you. That's another hundred people. It makes you have what I got. These people starving. These people eating their own children. Oh, them old lepers, as filthy as they was, as bad as they'd be, and once they got to experience all that good, all them times going out, people you just walk by them and look down on them. They was outcasts, nobody wanted anything to do with them. They started getting a hold of stuff and eating stuff that made them not even look back, not even think about how bad everybody else has been to them, but they loved them enough. They go back and tell them, hey, you've got to come out here and enjoy some of this. You've got to go get you some of this. There's some good stuff to eat on out here. That's, that's me. That's me, my father. I was that filthy, rotten leper that was standing in the gate one day. I was that one that had to come to a place in my life either I was going to just go back and live in the city, start to death and die where I was at, or I was going to have to step out and go forward and see what was there. There's something down on the inside of me early that was saying, it's better if you just go out there and eat. When I stepped out and I went forward, why well, I stepped off into they wasn't an enemy there to fight me. You know what the Lord has went ahead of them and done? Run all the enemies off. We sit back and we sit back in our pews. And our lost people sit back and they sit back in their pews. Scared to death of what they're going to have to come up here and fight. Scared to death of what they're going to have to face. And if they'll ever just through faith. In the twilight when they just a glimmer. But you can see the sun coming up. If you'll ever just walk towards it. You'll get up here. And you realize you ain't never had such a time in your life. There ain't an enemy to fight you. 
They ate one thing. All them times, Cheryl, your testimony sleeped me. All them times when the old devil was trying to kill you. All them times when he was trying to take your mom away from you. All them times when the old devil said it just ended all. Hey, you tried everything the world had to offer. Hey, every sinner in the world's done it. We've tried to lean on the world. We've tried to find peace in everything. And when we look back, they just dead in that city. But I'm going to tell you this. When we look out forward, God said, go forward for me. And we get the dollar somewhere. We get the eternal things of God. We start drinking from a fountain that never runs dry, eating on the table with all these got bread on the top. Woo! Oh, I'm, I'm a getting there. I'm a getting there. You just hang with me. The whole time, and this is where I want the church to see the church. I said, that right there is to the lost man in this world. This is as much as anything I've ever seen in my life. All right, church, I want us to see something. There's a man running the name of Elijah. He wasn't out there worrying. He wasn't out there fretting. He wasn't running all over the place wondering, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do next? We're going to go famine, people. These are children. Hey! feasting on today. Church, church looks around today we see them eating donkey's heads, doves, done. We see them just a feasting on every old filthy thing they is in this world. We see them sacrificing their own children to fill their own bellies. We see everything makes all Samaria. But you want to know something? Elisha and the son of the prophets wasn't out fretting himself over everything. Yes, they was worried. Yes, they was concerned for their people. But they wasn't out fretting and losing their hope. That old messenger comes down there to them. Where was he? He's sitting in the house. They're sitting down there at the house. They were worse and they wasn't out fretting and they wasn't out worried. I ain't talking about sitting at the natural house. I'm talking about sitting at the house of God today. I'm talking about not worrying about the good. Yes, the things around us order to serve us. Yes, it order to really get us fired up about wanting to do more for the Lord. But I'm going to tell you what, don't you let it scare you. He said, would these things be? Didn't have faith enough to believe him. There you go. Didn't have faith enough to believe When he should have looked, he should have seen, well, he ain't worried. He ain't even worried. And I said that, that, that he knows that we're going to kill him. He ain't even scared. He ain't worried about starving to death. That's what, that's what the world will see when it looks at the church for 
Not us fretting running around worried because they're fretting, worried because everything's going on around us. But confident in who we believe in. Well, like you said, you'll see it. But you won't get to take part in it. I'm afraid today there's a whole lot of people that see it. They ain't getting to take part in it. They're getting to take them right in the neck of it. But they ain't willing to just believe God. We can come down here this morning, we can eat. And we can face church. We might be sitting in the midst of a world going through famine. We might be sitting in the midst of a world going through some terrible things. We need to see the church. We're eating. We're feasting. We've got plenty. You know what they see? Am I right? Oh, they see some of the longest places they've seen in their life. This is just a drinking in the stomach. And then everything comes out of her mouth just how terrible. Oh, it's awful. I'm telling you, just like I said a minute ago. I ain't thirsty. I ain't hungry. And I ain't worried. Amen. I'm eating from the true bread. It'll never wear out. It'll never get spent. And I'm drinking from, from the well of life. That fountain of ever, everlasting living water. And I'm looking under the hope. It's already conquered everything I had to worry about. And lepers went out and got to eat because they, they quit being so scared of the enemy and was willing just to go. And they got the feast. And then once they got their bellies full, you know what they did? They turned around and went to help the people that were still hungry. If we'd get our eyes off this world, we'd get going forward for the Lord, we'd get our bellies full enough of peace and joy and happiness into the Lord that we'd be in a place to live where we can go out and we can go back and find those that's truly hungry. You don't know what I was reading in there this morning about David when he was praying that repentant prayer. But you know what? When he was getting his life straightened out to get on down there, you want to know why? He wanted to get his life straightened out so I can teach others. What it says in the first chapter of Psalms, he won't give his life help where he can help somebody else. Church ain't gonna help nobody until the church realizes where its help's coming from. I told this little example, I guess, a lot of times. I can remember the little boy going to the decoration down the big Laurel Church down there for the Lewis decoration. And you walk up to the cemetery, we walk from the church up to the cemetery. And I remember just a little fellow following my papa. And on the way up through there, there was a spring house on the right-hand side of the road. And I remember every time we'd ever walk that road, papa said, oh, here's a minute. On the way up there, he'd go in there and there's a dipper hanging on the side of the wall. 
He walked in that spring house and he'd give him some out of there and he let me see him drinking that good spring water. And then he passed the cup to me. He said, You should drink that, boys. Let me tell you what, that man walked that road before. That man has drank from them waters many a time. You want to know something? He thought enough of me to hand me the cup, Mike. Say, get you a drink of that. That's good stuff right there. You want me to tell you why we can't give nobody a dipper full no more? Because we ain't walking by the way on nothing. Because we ain't getting our dipper down in the water no more. We can't look around at our sons, our daughters, our children and say, get you a drink of it because we ain't drank from it so long. We live in the day when we can't work it no more. We live in the day when we ain't got nothing to eat. Well, David also said a word, Ken. He said, I've never, never seen. He said, I'm, I'm old and I've been young. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken him, nor his seed of any bread. You want to know why Elisha then wasn't out there eating donkeys' heads and doves' dung? You know? I believe they could have stored up a little bit there at the house. I believe they had to eat them. I believe they had something to eat on. I believe God provided for them. Just like He did that little winter woman over there. She gave to God. And every time she went back to the meal barrel, there's enough there for a cake of bread. Every time she went to the cruise of oil, there was enough oil there to get her by. <laughs> That's just the way of faith with God. You ain't gonna drain the barrel. I promise you that. You go back and there'll be enough out of eat on the morning. You go to eat this world you know what you'll do. You will starve to death. And before you know it, you've looked around and you've bowled a child. Yeah. You look around. You know what you've done? You've destroyed a lot. You can send it on your own walls. Because you were going after everything you want to fill your empty belly. And in the process of doing that, you destroy the precious life. You won't preach me tonight. What was it? the day when the husbandman would be the one that's ashamed because he didn't store up the next generation of And we want to be ashamed because we've not sought the Lord like we should. Because we've not been where we need to be. But we want to be confident in our God. This is going to be a real familiar scripture to you. 23rd Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now stop right there. Right there. He is my shepherd. I shall not want. And right there, that, that, that right there should just make us all shout right there. 
He is my shepherd, Mike. Through the time of family and family, through the time of drought, I've got food and I've got water. You know what a good shepherd will do? He'll take care of his sheep. You know what a good shepherd will do? He took care of his sheep. He ain't going to take care of us. He's already took care of us. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. My belly ain't down for the things of this world no more. My tongue ain't thirsty for no more. Why? Because I got a good shepherd place, man. Holy lady. And even though, listen to this. This is just so wonderful. He restoreth my, or he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. You know where the church is at? In the midst of a drought, she's away in green pastures. You know where the, where the church is at in the midst of, 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 of the famines in the drought? We're laying in green pastures. And you know what? We've got still waters. We've got plenty to drink. We've got plenty to eat. We ain't got to be threatened, Mike. We ain't got to be worried like everybody else. We just got to be the same steadfast right where we're at. Why would we jump up and go to run to eat somewhere else that ain't got nothing on the table? Why would we jump up and go to run into somewhere else to drink that ain't got no water? He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. We walk through the mountains. We walk through the shadows of death. And we can fear no evil. Why? Because He's with me. He's wrong with His staff. He's comfort me. This world's looking for some kind of peace. And they won't find it until they go to Jesus. You may step out on faith and realize that the Lord doesn't take care of the enemy. And there's a table set with it. It'll take you forever. Don't know what the people said. He's continually said at the king's table. I'm talking about Mark. I just sit here at the dead place and practice. Oh no. I'm talking about the good meat. I'm talking about some, some sustainable food that'll give you the protein, the strength you need to overcome whatever's in front of you. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. 
Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. They were facing the same things, Jay, everybody else was that was going on around them. But he said, Thou preparest the table for me in the presence of my enemies. My noise, my head was all. My cup was left over. Surely, goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. We shouldn't be filled. Anymore. He said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. You got saved. You got filled. You got saved. You got your belly full. And you got your cup so full that it's running over. And you want to know what happens when something runs over later? Spill. Like we live in such a discouraging time. A lot of people get a lot of people just give it up. Coach, just get scooped and cut back up to the table. We've always got the bad for And realize that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. But he's waiting to lay down and dream pastor. But you're up beside the still water. You got everything you need in the presence of your enemy. You don't have to eat from it. You don't have to eat from When we're getting off the path, we're trying to walk somewhere else. He said he believed it. in the path of righteousness that his name stuck. No, he ain't never lost one that he's ever saved. And I'm going to tell you what, I think sometimes the rest of go far enough that they get hungry and they get thirsty. And they don't get them. On the cross of Sunday, was he still the Father's Son? Yes, he was. Did he take everything the Father had given and go wait? Yes, he did. But did he know what he did one day? No. He saw himself in the old filthy hall He realized where he could go from and what he, what he had learned. And he believed that the father was asking him what he had to learn from. He had to go.
That father never forgot him. I believe that father knew that he was. I really do. He wasn't staring at the other side of the house when he came home, was he? No, he saw him coming far off down the road. He's looking at what he his way went and he his way coming back. And I believe if you've ever been saved, if you, have, you are ever the father, I believe you have to look on. You can get off out there and the smell of the hog lot don't bother you. And you like the taste of the husks. You know what? You ain't never been saved. You ain't never been the father. Now the hog will return to his water. The dog will be born. Go right back to it. Now the dog will be born. The hog will be born. You know what? This thing hog looks like a sheep. Here's the sheep, like hooks and wallers. No. They like to be green grass. They like to be clear water. If they've ever, if they've ever eaten good green grass and drunk good clear water, oh, they're going to get back to where that pasture is. They're going to get back to where that water is. Oh, David. How he desired to drink the well of Bethlehem. It wasn't the natural thing. It was a spiritual thing. He wanted the comforts of God in his life one more time. He just set the gate and died. He just go out there and keep eating. You get to drinking and you'll be enjoying the riches. God did it, sir. I'm on I get downhearted, I get discouraged, just like everybody else. But I'll tell you this, I'm not defeated. I'm still empty, and I'm still ready for the goodness of God. We still got plenty to be rejoicing in, there's plenty to be thankful for. Being held today. But yet I'm 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 in the goodness of God. Rejoicing and eating from his table. You smile. <laughs> it feels a whole lot better to smile. It really does. What tomorrow holds. Maybe later it's all good. I know he holds tomorrow. I know he holds my hand. You know what's taken with God? Like we may not know what tomorrow holds. I know he holds tomorrow. You know what? I know he's got hold of my hand. You know who's got hold of my hand, sir? The shepherd. He is my shepherd. I say I'm not one. You know what? He's leading me in the empire. He's restoring my soul. He's made me lie down. Not in the midst of his goodness. And his glory is still water. So whatever's going on around me, I just keep trying to take it in. 
And I want everybody to have that peace. I want everybody to have that joy. When I got saved, one of the first desires God gave me is I wanted other people to have it. And that has not left me. Not one I don't want people just to hear things coming out of my mouth. I want them to see me in the joy and the goodness of God. You want to know what makes me want to drink that spring water? I saw how satisfied my papa was. I saw when that, when that water rolled across his feet down, down through his gut and down into that belly, I could just see it all over him. And you know what it made me want, Colin? A drink of that water. It sure did. As a little boy, I thought, boy, if that made Papa so happy, I want some of that. You want to know what the world needs to see? How happy you want to make you feel when we drink of his water. When we eat of his goodness. They look and say, I want some of what we've got. Come on. You just want to drink. You just want to sit down and pay you. Yeah. I know he's just a man. I know he's just a man. He's been mad and aggravated at both of us. That's all right. I'm going to keep loving him. And I'm going to keep telling him, boy, he's making so good. And one of these days, I'm hoping I'll see him come in. so good if we just truly see what's in this. We don't have to get discouraged and down hard for what's going on around us. We're at peace because the Lord's taking care of us. And He's feeding us. I love you.